Hello everyone, welcome to the second episode of the Godzilla Roundtable. Today you have me, Mulder, otherwise known as Faye, and... Um, hey there, it's me, uh, Tails and I, you can call me Tom. And, uh, it's Crash Fan, or just Crash. <laughs> okay, since this is our second episode, we don't need to do anything more fancy. If you want to know more about us, go watch the first episode, you nerds. Anyways, so, for our second episode, we are covering Godzilla Raids Again from 1955. <laughs> and what a movie that was. You really do be raiding again. Godzilla's too bad. Well, actually, no, I guess the monster comes back, but not Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> Different one. That's why I was kind of confused. Like, yeah, it's another one. Yeah, same species, different monster. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I should ask for a number rating again, even though I know Crash hates hates doing numbers. He's <laughs> not gonna. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I mean it was definitely like the yeah. average. I mean, that's mm -hmm. five out of ten. I don't know because it, it was just, it wasn't it really stand out. It wasn't, like, yeah. bad. It was just very... Mediocre. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. that's my rating, too. No, For me, it's a 5 out of 10. And judging by your letterbox score, Ton, I, which I saw, I think you also gave it a 5 out of 10. Yeah, 5 out of 10. Like, 3.5, 2.5 stars. That's about... Like, I didn't hate yeah. it, but... Yeah, the it was... thing, it's like... It's all, like, halfway through, it gets really boring. It does. After yeah. Angiris dies, it slows to a halt. I, okay, I legit don't like doing this, but like after Ang Angiris died, I was like, oh, dude, oh, that was fast. And I checked the time, so I was still at 30 minutes left. It's <laughs> just like, what the <laughs> hell? Yeah, it was interesting. I guess I kind of thought they were introducing the monster that's going to be one of the more main plots of it, I guess. But yeah. they kill him off really soon. I feel like he didn't really have a big purpose in the movie besides just helping them fuck up the city. <laughs> yeah. And Garius will come back in a big way later. Crash, like I told you, he's one of Godzilla's big allies. Yeah. And he's one of the bigger monsters in the franchise. But yeah, in this movie, I like his design, and I like what they did with him for the most part, but he just dies so quickly. Yeah, it's over. And they don't... I can't tell... Did, did the people of the movie like know about him beforehand? Did he just show up and then die. Um, they're like, oh, I guess that happened. Um, they did know about him beforehand. Remember, um, uh, when they were talking with Yamane in in the big um uh, meeting they were doing, and they were like, oh, yeah, that all oh, that new monster you guys saw, yeah, it's an Ankylosaurus, but we call it Angurus. Uh, so is he supposed to just be a dinosaur or like a mutated dinosaur? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like Godzilla, where he's a radioact radioactively mutated dinosaur. <laughs> You'll see those pop up a lot, a lot. Crash, get used to them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're accurate. Well, well, I mean, at the time they were. Oh, I know, but I just mean just because the existence of the yeah. dinosaurs is like an actual creature that. Sharing the same design. It's like, okay, so that's what they look like, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that part made me laugh. This is a picture of Angus. Right there. <laughs> I said that was actually concept art for him, too, if, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah, oh, awesome. Mm -hmm. 
We have really good shots. And it was just like five uh, minutes. I thought it would be like, well, they, I've seen this before in other movies, but like, they kind of condense it in 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. So just to get a point across, maybe like a throwback. But that was like five minutes of this. It was so <laughs> long. Just all of his footage. Yeah, well, the first one. This is like, oh, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's just like some stats. It was like, in case you didn't watch Go Gear. But yeah, I was right. Dude, that was Council Bar for a good for Angiris that showed up in the in the book. Oh, okay. They basically just used Concept Bar for him, for Azar. Mm-hmm. So Angiris is kind of weird because he's in because he's in an Ankylosaurus, but he has sharp teeth and claws. <laughs> it's a little bit weird, but well, I, I, I roll with it. Yeah, that's true. Um, raids again. What is there to say? Um, it's a movie, I guess. I don't know. I feel, I feel like a lot of it is just really slow. So I guess I should say what I like about it first. Like I said, I really love Angiris. I think as a concept, he's really cool, and I think for the most part, he's done pretty well in this. Um, I kind of like some of the scenes they kind of do about people trying to live their lives despite tragedy and just moving on. Like I do like the scene of them in the rubble. Of their old factory, and they're all like joking, trying to like make like the best of it. I think that's kind of a neat idea, even if they don't really use it yeah. too much. And um, what else do I like? the The effects are pretty good, even if they were kind of rushed because they only had like a few months to get them ready. So they're not as quality as Gojira's. Oh, yeah, I have a lot of points to say, but I don't know. Maybe <laughs> just because like it, ha- it definitely has to do with the suit. Obviously. Yeah. But, like, He's so filthy. So, like I said, he looks so confused. He's always like stuck in the room. Like, swatting him out of the fashion. And then he's lying. He looks so lost and confused. His eyes are always like, like half closed. There's no way on. Oh, God. Raids again looks hilarious. Uh, the design for this Godzilla is probably the worst one of this era. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and my favorite one was um like when they went back to the island. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they use a they reuse a lot of shots. But my favorite one was just like the day or something. Like, standing there. I know, right? Like, at least you could like walking around or something. I don't know. But he's just standing there. <laughs> like they no did purpose. reuse shots. Uh huh. In Gojira, but I feel like they did uh, a better job with it. Like here's because like you know they keep coming back and shoot them out now as like the same shot again and again yeah. and it gets so like it becomes easily <laughs> noticeable. It's not like we're done with it. So we're ready to do it again. Yeah. Like, I feel like, like I was saying to you, Tom, because like, I think you know more because you've watched more mm-hmm. of these kinds of movies with me. Yeah. It feels a lot more like Beast from Twenty Thousand Fathoms, but not as well done. Like, that yeah. same kind of not really serious vibe, but go ahead, sorry. Oh, no, you didn't come in. Basically, uh, yeah, I'd agree. Um, it has that really more traditional monster movie feel. Mm-hmm. Whereas, kind of got Gojira 54 mm-hmm. had that really, you know, kind of realistic, um, almost kind of, like, grounded tone to it. Yeah. This felt a more, 
a little more like Bio Beach. Like, oh no, there's scary monsters. Let's blow them up. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel. And the characters in this movie, to me, are so bland. Yeah, they're... I mean, at least in the first one, I think definitely because, you know, the first thing doing, they have a lot more interesting to do with the series. Mm-hmm. I, I, I will say I thought the first two characters were also kind of like, they didn't really do much, but here, like, everybody, mm-hmm. everybody is boring. Though I will, though, though I will defend Emiko, though, because Emiko is a really big part of Gojira, like how she, like she's the one who convinces Serizawa, and she's the one who spills the beans. She's very important, and Ogata is kind of meant to be more like a viewer insert, mm-hmm. especially, true. especially, especially for the time. Yeah, that's just how I felt. Like, well, even then, like you said, they messed much more well the other characters. Yeah, at least they have more engagement. Like here, mm-hmm. I know they want to show the human side of the world, and it's not all about the monster, but mm-hmm. it's just so, so basic. So, romance, though, I guess. Yeah, there we go. And then uh, there's that mm-hmm. plot about the other guy, but like a crush. Yeah! Guy. And I didn't even like realize that until like that, like, last, his last like speaking moment. I was like, oh yeah, I guess he, he had a presence. Kind of. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the pilots in, in in the movie who are the main characters and and their company are just really underdeveloped to me. Like they exist, I guess, mm-hmm. but I mean, like, what kind of arc do they really have? Like, besides the one who has the crush on his friend, who's the other pilot's fiance, <laughs> and I really. If I didn't know about it from reading synopsis, like reading synopsis of, of of the movie a few times, I would not have guessed that the picture they show was the fiance. <laughs> yeah, first I I got so lost with that when he was like flirting with the fiance. I thought that was the other pilot. Girl, yeah, the the other um radio girl. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because they, like, yeah. they had like two characters with the same gender. Yeah. Also the same exact like job. So it's kind of like I I I did not I, I couldn't put those things together. Too. And also it's kind of it's kind of something kind of funny to me with Godzilla raids again is at least when I was growing up. I'm sure any younger whippersnappers or newer fans don't really re- remember this era. But when I was growing up, Godzilla Raids Again was one of the holy grails of Godzilla movies because it wasn't easily available in the U.S. Yeah, so it's kind of funny how when you get it and you watch it, and it's like, oh wait, no, this is actually really mediocre. (laughs) (laughs) It was not worth the hype at all. Yeah, it's kind of a shame. Like, Mm -hmm. I guess to say something positive on my end about the movie, Mm -hmm. you can really kind of see the DNA for a lot of what would become the kind of the traditional format for Showa and Heisei Godzilla movies. Yeah. Where you have the new monster shows up, um, starts causing trouble, and then Godzilla mm-hmm. shows up, and then at some point they fight. And you really see kind of like how that idea was inspired by yeah. again, but I do feel like the successor movies definitely play with the format a lot more in depth. Yeah, like, that's the thing. Raids Again is definitely important, and for any new fans, 
if you want to go in order, I wouldn't say to skip it, because it is very important, because it does set up the basic plot structure of every Godzilla movie, for the most part, going forward. With the monster shows up, Godzilla fights the monster, etc., etc. It's just so dull. <laughs> and honestly, I feel like the next movie, King Kong vs. Godzilla, was what made it stick more, because King Kong vs. Godzilla was a massive success, but I'll talk about that more next time. Raids Again, I think the big issue with Raids Again is that, one, it was very rushed. Like I was telling you, Crash, they made this movie in like a year at most, because it came out right after Go Gojira in 1955. Because Gojira was a massive success, so Toa was really surprised. They were like, okay, we need to rush a sequel. And ironically, this happened to King Kong as well. Like, you know, Tom, because we watched this, this one. Oh, like, yeah. so, like, Son of Kong got rushed out after King Kong 33. And that mm -hmm. movie also suffers a lot from being rushed. Yeah, it's kind of a shame. Since both Son of Kong and Raids Again, they both have really interesting ideas as sequels. Mm -hmm. Even if Raids Again does kind of have the silly, like, suddenly Godzilla's back. <laughs> but, I guess, yeah, that's kind of the thing that they have to mm -hmm. At least we've got Raids Again, sorry for me, but they have to do with, like, okay, I can bring Godzilla back. And they're just, I, I guess think, they're just kind of like, mm -hmm. well, <laughs> <laughs> I think they do it decent enough, and to be fair, Gojira did set up because Yamane in that movie at the end is like, if we keep doing nuclear testing, Godzilla, another Godzilla can emerge. I mean, that's true, they do have that backup, but even that, I would mm -hmm. have thought that was more similar, obviously, to the audience. Yeah. That's true, obviously. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, it literally happened. It to me is kind of fun. There he is again. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, at least now he's like, yeah. yeah. You know, the baggage. Like bringing it back. Mm -hmm. the, yeah, poor Raids again. Raids again has the baggage of doing it. Everything else can just piggyback off of it. Yeah. But but it had to be the sacrificial lamb <laughs> to explain why Godzilla's back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I did like them seeing so bring people back. I did like Yamane coming back though. That was a nice touch. Oh, sure. Yeah. And and I like how how, how they mentioned Sarah's all explicitly. Because that wasn't super common back in this era of film to have mm -hmm. such overt continuity. Because of course, back then, if you didn't see a movie in theaters, that was it. You were fucked. <laughs> you could not see that again. Like TV airings of movies didn't really get big until I believe the late sixties, early seventies, and then of course VHS didn't get big until the late seventies, early eighties, and even then VHS didn't get popular until the late eighties, early nineties. So continuity was kind of ignored a lot because of that. Mm -hmm. Like, like ton, ton. You notice more crash. I'm not sure. Have you seen any Universal horror movies like from like the 30s and 40s? Yeah. Oh, you have. Well, well, well you know how like they usually have like really bad continuity with each other. <laughs> yeah. Godzilla, in fairness, is actually pretty good with the continuity. You'll see it more as it goes on. But each movie picks up like where the last one left off. That's nice. Yeah. Completely unrelated to Liam. Right. Did that for a while too. It's kind of literally immediately where the last one was. Oh yeah, it is. It is just like Friday the Thirteenth. That's cool. Yeah, it's it's interesting how we kind of think about like 
cinematic universes as kind of this modern trending concept, but mm-hmm. here we have the Universal Studio, the Universal movies, and Godzilla doing it back in the 1940s and 50s. Yeah. And while it's I, not, mm-hmm. oh, sorry, yeah, but while it's not quite as like strict as the current cinematic universes we're seeing are, mm-hmm. it still has a formula there. Yeah, exactly. And, and like, like especially Crash, you'll see later on when they bring in Rodan and Matra from their own movies into the fold. Mm-hmm. It, that, that Godzilla really was the second cinematic universe, the first being, of course, Universal, Universal Monsters when they did Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. Yeah. So that's a neat thing. Um, what else would Raids again before I get into behind the scenes stuff? Um, I guess it's neat that I found out that they used planes to catch fish back in <laughs> 50s Japan. Oi! So yeah, those, obviously they got arrested. Fighting. Yeah. <laughs> and then they... That's one of these you both themselves off the end. I guess they were going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the fight mm-hmm. scene. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's a really funny story. Basically, um, uh, E.G. Subaraya, who was the only, who was one of only two people to return from the original for this movie, behind the scenes-wise, um, he usually undercranked fights to make them look more grand and epic and epic in scale, but his camera operator fucked off and 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 made them overcranked, so they look really fast and janky. Yeah, <laughs> like I know, like the heads, you know, they're very like clearly I, they don't have much control over the heads because they do yeah. around, like, they kind of like wobble a bit and like dangle, and, mm-hmm. and then <laughs> they're fighting. Like, it just like it's super jarring mm-hmm. to go from kind of like the slow, deliberate Godzilla of Gojira mm-hmm. and then you go to this and then Godzilla in anger or something like they're in the episode of Naruto. <laughs> they're so fast. Well, I guess it's like impossible they could ever do like revision or anything, you know. I guess they could now with digital, but I guess that gets into stuff like Lucas going back and fixing and quote unquote fixing the original trilogy with CGI and stuff. It's like how much is messing with the original product, even if it was a mistake. Because basically, mm-hmm. yeah, and basically, Subaraya wanted to fix it, but they did not have the budget to, to reshoot and rebuild all the sets and stuff. So they just had to leave it, which kind of sucks. Basically, this movie was fucking cursed <laughs> because, like, like even um, uh, like I told you, Warner Bros. Ironically, because Warner Bros. would later go on to make Godzilla twenty fourteen and King of the Monsters and such, Warner Bros. um wanted to make their own dinosaur movie with the Godzilla and Angira suits called um, uh, what do they call it? Let me look. But basically, while I find the name. They wanted to make their own di- dinosaur movie, so Toho lent them the suits. 
but basically somewhere in transit the suits got got lost. Okay, the movie title was called was called the Volcano Monsters, and it was supposed to have Godzilla as a T Rex and Angirus as an Ankylosaurus. But basically, along the way for them for them to get filmed, the suits got lost, so they never managed to make the movie. And what this led to was a really bad American dub called Gigantus the Fire Monster that didn't even use Godzilla's name. They just called him Gigantus and tried to pretend like it was its own movie where they even cut out the original stuff from Gojira. And I think Yamane got cut as well, but I could be wrong. Oh. Uh, that's so funny. It's a really um infamous dub because of it. It's the only Godzilla dub that tries to pretend that's not a Godzilla movie. It's really funny. Basically, back then, sequels were actually not a proven thing. So basically, from 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 what I recall, because this was before James Bond proved sequels could be huge, um, Warner Bros. didn't want to make it a sequel, so they just made it out to be its own movie. And yes, thank you, Tim, for pulling up the poster. It's really funny. <laughs> Gigantus the Fire Monster. Oh, God. And the dubbing is really bad in that movie. Like, <laughs> like, they, like, like they gave us the iconic line of banana oil. <laughs> yes. Well, let me see if I can find it, because it's so funny. Nano oil, Oh man, I can't find the clip of it. Oh wait, no, no, no. I actually did find it. Oh yes. It's really funny. It's really dank. <laughs> Basically, they explained it in an Animal Planet Godzilla documentary, the one which which got me into Godzilla. Um, uh, basically, they had to match the lip flaps, so they just threw in whatever the fuck they had to. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it, the dubbing for the Godzilla movies in the Shora era, I know people have nostalgia for them, and not all of them are, like, horrible, but a lot of them are really dank and have these really weird line changes. Mm -hmm. Banana oil. <laughs> um. When was this one first released? Um, this one was was released in 1959. Yeah, I believe so. Let me look at the picture. I mean, I mean, oh, like yeah. the actual. Oh, Godzilla raids again. As far as I believe, it took a while because that's why I was saying it was like a holy grail of Godzilla movies for a while. Um, I let me look because I believe the the, the first time it got released, like as a Godzilla movie, was in. Let me look. Uh, what I'm seeing here on Wikipedia is that there was a VHS released by Video Treasures in 1989. But that, that was the American one. Mm -hmm. That was Gigantus. 
Mm-hmm. And then both versions were released in 2007. Yep, that's that's the release which I remember because I actually bought that release upon upon it coming out because I'd never seen Raids again before. And I remember even then I was very um disappointed <laughs> by what it was. Mm-hmm. I know some people I know some people like it, but it's just not for me. Yeah. So if you want, <laughs> so if you want, uh, if those listening at home want the Godzilla Rage game, you can get it in the Criterion Collection on HBO Max. <laughs> this is not a question. <laughs> yeah. Rates again is kind of interesting because, like, I'm finding myself having trouble what to say about it. Like, it's not even bad. It's just very middle of the road Godzilla movie. Fair. It's one of those, yeah. It's one of those movies where you watch it, you're like, okay, I'll watch that. (laughs) Just kind of forget everything. No. It's basic. Just, yeah. just, just like a monster movie. Mm-hmm. And it ended really fast too. It did. It has it has a really out of nowhere ending, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To, honestly, to be kind of mean, mm-hmm. when I saw the length of it, I was like. Wow, this is a really short Godzilla movie. And then you start playing, and then I was like, why does this feel so long? <laughs> Especially the last half hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my god. It's such a drag. I feel like. I like party scene, dinner scene. Mm-hmm. I think the wedding, whatever. So yeah, the, the, the bachelor, bachelorette party. kind of party. Mm-hmm. It's like nothing happens in it. At all. I know. Mm-hmm. Like, this movie's not supposed to be fun. I found it. I found a lot of this stuff. It really funny. <laughs> it, it really was. Like, yeah. le- like, like, just, like, the facial motions it does. Like, one big thing I will say with the suit is, especially if you remember in Gojira, you usually never saw the eyes of that Godzilla. I never but, it, but in this one, he has these really big, goofy eyes. <laughs> That are, that that are like, huh? Whoa! <laughs> yeah. And it gives him a really funny look. Yeah. Was this like a new suit they made? It was. It was. Oh, it, was okay. it was a new one. And how could they use the old one? was way too cumbersome to use for fight scenes. Oh, he considered it made of economy, right? Yep. So the second one from now on is like made of more reasonable materials? Yeah, it was more it was more rubber type material, so so the suit actors can move more. Mm-hmm. Which, mm-hmm. yeah. But speaking of, let me see. I know Haru Nakajima came back again for this movie, but let me see who if there was who was the suit actor for Angiris, and if it was just Godzilla. That that and if it was just um and if Haru Nakajima was the only Godzilla suit actor and not other people. Let me see. Um, yeah, Haru Nakajima was the only person who did Godzilla, but Katsumi Tezuka was who did Angiris, and he was who helped play Godzilla in 54. Oh, okay. So both the actors came back, 
but Tezuka just did Angiris this time. It's A N G U I R U S. Mm -hmm. That's like Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a weird play on the Japanese word for ankylosaurus. Cuz because it's probably going off of my Japanese knowledge which I admit is very rusty cuz it's been a while. I believe ankylosaurus ankylosaurus <laughs> would be um uh, in Japanese ankylosaurus just judging off of how how Japanese names for dinosaurs tend to be. Yeah. That, so that you can see, right. so yeah. you can kind of hear how they got they went from Angirasaurus to Angirasaurus. Yeah. Or something yeah. Something similar. Though Angiris actually has had quite a few different names in English because originally he was called Angulus in dubs. Yeah. And then um uh, there was another one, I'm not sure if it was ever an official name but there was a very popular book, which I actually own, that was for kids, and in that book they called Angiris and Zilla. <laughs> you know, it's always interesting with, like, old properties like or any, like, franchise, mm -hmm. I guess, you know, like, real life, how, like, a lot of times, they, they, they don't keep things consistent with translation. No. They don't have a translation on localization platforms, so, like, a lot of early books are so super inconsistent. But then, you know, yeah. at some point after 2000, they're like, let's, Stop being messy and like keep things consistent. Like this is the name for it now. I know, right? And keeping that consistent, everything for Final Fantasy was along like that. Was interesting yeah. Hearing, like Godzilla, <laughs> you know, the Mars <laughs> name in America, and I finally think it's like settled in. Like, okay, this is what we're calling it. Like this, more like mm -hmm. yeah. Consistent, which is nice. You 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 nailed the round the head crash because <laughs> basically. After the 2000s, Toho kind of made like more like official names for for monsters because there was like I like for example you'll see later on with King Ghidorah, his name originally was King Ghidra in dubs, but after like 2000, I forget exactly what year, he his name became King Ghidorah officially, and in English, which is more fitting for the Japanese one, but where it was King Gul Ghidorah in Japanese. <laughs> yeah. Because they used Ghidra for a while. Like, um, I know even for the 90s, Godzilla vs. King Ghidorah, in, in the dub for that, which was made in the 90s, they called him King Ghidra in that, too. The, yeah, the first movie to use King Ghidorah in the dub was GMK, which I can't wait until you get to. And then, and then of course you have King of the Monsters with Colds and with Colds and King King Ghidorah. Yeah. <laughs> but I assume like now with the, the modern mm -hmm. subtitle the animation from that, they probably use the updated Yeah, they do. Yeah. Thankfully. <laughs> Which speaking of H H HBO Max, for our next movie, we are not going to be using HBO Max because it is not on there. I know. Oh. Universal. <laughs> Universal is such a pain in the ass. I'm I'm not sure if I should do it this episode because this isn't tied to raids again. But man, do I have a lot to say about Universal and King Kong vs Godzilla? <laughs> yeah. 
because they have been, yeah. Like, have they been an issue for a while? They have been. Like, like you put, like, the Japanese edition, you can't even get it easily. Even even on the Criterion set, they have to put it as a quote-unquote bonus feature. Because <laughs> cause Universal only allowed them to use the English dub as the quote-unquote main version. Which is really dank and stupid. That's really where I thought there'd be some kind of joint property thing with them. They're using the characters and Universal's and they're the cooperating, right? So kind of surprised. Yeah, they do. It was like in the deal, I guess Universal's like, okay, we'll make we'll, we'll cooperate by like we own this movie. Like we yeah. have all the licensing licensing. Yeah, yeah, that that's literally what happened. Like Universal for King Kong vs. Godzilla, when they signed the deal to bring it over to America and dub it, they got full creative control on it and f in America and full licensing. And I believe that license doesn't expire. In America. Yeah, which is really dank. I know Criterion I know Criterion had the most issue getting King Kong vs. Godzilla on their set. So I'm really not surprised that it's not available on, on, on HBO Max, sadly. Um you can buy the Japanese edition with the Criterion set and that's it. Every other version you want to get is the English dub. That's it. Which is unfortunate because the English dub changes a lot and changes the tone too. But I'll get into that with King Kong vs. Godzilla. See, that's how, that's how boring Godzilla vs. Gen is. I can't even <laughs> stay on topic with it. <laughs> it's like, there's, there's not much material as like, Taofuki is just like, okay, we need it. <laughs> um, I guess I might as well you know what? Fuck Godzilla Rings again. I'm going to talk about what came after this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so basically, Crash, because of the giant hiatus, like I told you about, Godzilla Rings again was the last Godzilla movie. Well, let me see, 56, 57, 58, 59, 60, 61, 62. For for seven years, there was no new, new Godzilla movies, which is one of the longer hiatuses the series had. Because Rings again, from what I recall, didn't do as good as Toa wanted, so they decided to focus on on new monsters. And from this, and the next movie after this year was Rodan in 1956, which had Shiro Honda come back and do. And that was the first color, that was the first color kaiju movie. Yep. This is the, this was the last, um, uh, black and white Godzilla movie. Yeah. <laughs> yes, crash, crash, crash! Remember from last time. Of course. Yep. So yeah, so so first came Rodan in 1956, and that movie was really popular and really big. It was even really big in America too. Fun fact with Rodan, um, basically, in. Rodan's dub, the main character, is, vo is voiced by George Takei before before Star Trek. Oh, wow. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> and I think George Takei was also in Godzilla Raids Against dub, but I could be wrong. And then the next kaiju movie was in 1958, which was Varan. This one was in black and white because it was meant to be for TV, but the TV release got scrapped, so they made it theatrical. <laughs> Who's that? 
Varan is a very mimetic, obscure Toho Kaiju who only appears in Godzilla for about five seconds in, in Destroyal Monsters. <laughs> yep, he's been gone since. His biggest appearance was in a Godzilla video game called Godzilla Unleashed after this for the Wii. And that was his last big appearance. But he was in so many canceled movies, it's hilarious. But I'll get into that at another time. Um, then there was a break, and then you had Matra in 1961, which was also really popular. And these were the big three Toho Kaiju movies between Raids Again and King Kong vs. Godzilla. Because Japanese moths are actually really crazy. Because there's really big ones. Yeah, they're really fluffy. This is actually a big one. That was, let me actually make sure that this is real before I pull up and look like an idiot. Because you know how people love to Photoshop <laughs> shit online. Yeah. But anyways, um, here's like an example of a kind of Japanese moth. Let me pull it up. Because they tend to be really fluffy and really, like, really um, colorful. Let me see. Oh, I really wish I could find that, because remember, Ton, that one Twitter video going around showing that really fluffy big moth? Mm-hmm. That was fake. It was fake? Aw, oh, darn. <laughs> was it? <laughs> I know, right? Anyways, here's one kind of Japanese moth. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's why moth is the way she does... Which is more butterfly-like, despite being a big moth. Wow. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I guess in their opening movies, aren't they always mean? <laughs> um, actually, surprisingly, Mothra's actually on the right side. Basically, in her original movie, her twin priestesses are, are kidnapped from, from the island and put on display. And Mothra comes from Infant Island, which is her island, to save them. So she's always been kind of a good a, a good monster. She's also she's also surprisingly not based off an original idea. She's an adaptation of a Japanese book. Because that's the thing, really. Like, even somatically, what is there to say about it? Like, it's saying, like, yeah, it's bad when stuff gets destroyed and war sucks. <laughs> but it's not even doing it in quite the same, like, powerful way that Gojira does. Like, the, like it's such a funny contrast, because with Gojira, we had so much to say about it. Mm -hmm. But with this, it's like... It exists? Crazy Game just walks in, like... Giant monsters are bad, yes. It's like, uh, yeah. I'm not, <laughs> not going to disagree with you. Either. I just don't have much to say about it, and I don't think any of us do. It's not even bad, like we've been saying a lot. It's just very mediocre and very much a product of its time and production. 
You yeah. can even see that with the behind-the-scenes stuff, because of the original Gojira team, which was really Ishiro Honda, Tomoyuki Tanaka, Iji Tsuburaya, and Akira Ifakube, only Tomoyuki Tanaka came back to produce, and Iji Tsuburaya came back, to, came back to do the effects. Ishiro Honda was busy doing two other movies. Um, one, I believe, was a romance movie, and the other one was Half Human, which is a Yeti movie, which sadly isn't that good either. And Akira Ifakube isn't back either. To do to do the score instead, it's um, uh, Masara Oda, I believe, who actually composed for composed for um, uh, oh yeah, Kurosawa. That's who he composed for. And well, let me make sure I, I got his name right. Oh, sorry. No, sorry, my bad. No. I mean, obviously, they're, they're rushing out right away. I was going to say, cool. They're going to have time. You know, who's the director? You just had his name right. Um, oh, no, sorry. The composer who I messed oh, up was, was Masaru Sato. But the director of this movie was, was Motoyoshi Oda. And not the original. No. Yeah. No. The Ashiro. Yeah, the original director was Ashiro Honda, who was for Godzilla, and he's coming back for most of the movies coming, That's coming up. I think like his touch is made it much more special. Yeah. And that goes. Yeah, and but meanwhile, it, that's kind of funny because that's also how I feel about about the score done by Masaru Sato. That score is so boring. <laughs> it's like the same two tracks over and over again. Yeah, usually after most Godzilla movies, I kind of like go back and listen to the soundtrack and listen to cut all the tracks I really like and try to find like some um, cool motifs. Mm-hmm. But um. <laughs> Rage, Rage again did not have it. <laughs> it's really uh... oh, though I did forget one thing which I did want to me about the fucking prisoner subplot. What is the point of it beyond being a way to get Godzilla back? They were just there. They crashed. They crashed the car. <laughs> it's like at some point they're like sitting in the writing room and they're like, okay, so Godzilla, they try to keep Godzilla away because all the lights are mm-hmm. off. And they're like, um, if the lights are all off, how's Godzilla going to get to shore? And so they're just like, oh shit. They <laughs> 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 just wrote this elaborate slide. With the, and I also kind of feel like it might have been pandering to Japanese audiences at the time. Because you know like how westerns were really big for us in the 50s and 60s? Yeah. Mm-hmm. In, in Japan in the 50s and 60s, prison movies were really popular. Like Prisoners Escaping and like Cops vs. Robbers. Those are really popular movie genres. <laughs> yeah, that's what it feels like here. And, like, it's really random, though, because, like, they don't really matter much. Even the Swedish get away, they die to yeah, Godzilla so later. Yeah, the subway, when Godzilla just steps on them. Which I think is kind of fun, because I think that idea of Godzilla being almost 
cosmic retribution comes up again and again. Like I mentioned when we were watching in GMK, that Godzilla is very much like that, where he's almost like a vengeful god. So it's kind of interesting to see the seeds of it here. But that's the thing with Rage Again. There's a lot of interesting ideas, not the greatest execution. Yeah. And I think it kind of sums up the movie as a whole. Yeah. <laughs> really just kind of sums up. Like, um, mm-hmm. I guess to try and just scratch my brain for something elaborate to say, mm-hmm. it's just that with Rage Again, you really kind of get the, the first steps into, like, you know, what is Godzilla outside of Gojira? Mm-hmm. And here you kind of see how they took a very kind of conservative appro- approach mm-hmm. where they kind of condensed all those questions you have about Godzilla's victim, mm-hmm. dragon, mm-hmm. Uh, incarnation, just sort of kind of like, oh, he's a cool monster. And yeah. like that's kind of the men- where that mentality kind of gets started where Godzilla gets simplified. Mm-hmm. To a monster, and like, there's nothing wrong with Godzilla as a monster. He's, mm-hmm. he's a giant fire-breathing dinosaur. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. It's dull. And, and like, another thing is, I feel like, that final battle is so unnecessarily long and broken up. Why the fuck do they have to go back to base and talk about blowing up the mountain? Just have them blow up the mountain while they're there! That was really mm-hmm. like, They went down the road, I had a good idea. Godzilla was way worse person than this dude. And yeah, he really was. He was just fucking standing there. And they talked about their body, came back. And like, yeah, they mm-hmm. could easily just wait and let the guys back. And like, like they have radios. Yeah. They could just talk on the radio and be like, <laughs> "I have an idea. Shoot the mountain. Trap them in an avalanche. Make it exciting." No, they have to break up the tension. Have them go back to base. Draw on a fucking chalkboard. Go <laughs> get back in the planes. Fly back over there. Get people to plant the explosions. Oh my god, it's just <laughs> really <laughs> dull. It just goes on and on and on. And on. <laughs> The, <laughs> the only thing which I will say is also kind of cool is them using Hokkaido, which is the northernmost island of Japan, because Hokkaido doesn't really show up a lot in Japanese media. I can only think off the top of my head of this, and something which you went out crash with me and Tandu, which is, um, uh, oh shoot, what is its title now? I'm blanking on it, the anime. Oh, what was that one? With the, yeah, and, and with the Ainu as a big part of it. Um, uh, it's an island. It's the most northern island of Japan. Interesting. Go- that Golden Kamui. That, that's what it is, yeah, Golden Kamui. Um, uh, the island where Godzilla was is an island off the coast of, of Hokkaido. Oh, interesting. At, at the end of the movie. The beginning of the movie where they first meet Godzilla, he's just on a random island. <laughs> I thought that was the same island. No, it's a different one. <laughs> he, he went up north for some reason. Despite in despite in this continuity being a cold blooded reptile, wanted to go So yeah, so it's kind of cool to see Hokkaido because I've only seen it in Golden Kamui. Has ton told, told, told me it's cold, and this 
So it's kind of neat to see it show up, even if it's not really a big part besides, hey, it's cold, so if Godzilla gets buried, he'll fall asleep. <laughs> Is that, yeah, that's what they did, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, the really funny bit was when we were all like, wait, are, are, are they are, are they going to leave him buried with just his head poking that's out? That's what I thought. I was hoping they'd do that. That'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> nah, they, they, they trapped him for good. Well, for good, I mean for seven years. <laughs> Until King Kong vs. Godzilla. Well, actually, actually, in continuity, they had to deal with um fucking Rodan in 1956. Then aliens came in 1957. Then they had Varan in 1958, and then then they had Matra in 1961. So it wasn't really peaceful for Japan. Yep, they are big parts actually. Yeah, it, it wasn't planned. They're just like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if Abro Danamatra show up? <laughs> and then and then later stuff like books and stuff confirm that the other like Toho science fiction and horror movies are in the same continuity as the Toho Kaiju movies. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Japan does not have a break in, in this continuity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Okay, funny enough. This is oh like wait, I can't. Nuclear warfare. Um, in 1957, with the mysterious, which was the alien stuff I mean, we talked about, um, all the countries pitching the help against the aliens. And <laughs> aliens were the. Yeah, and then and then in Macho versus Godzilla, I'll talk about this more for that. But um, there was a scene that was only included in in, in the American cut because Japanese audiences were, from what I remember reading. Offended by the thought of American warships firing on Japanese soil, where 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 America pitches in to try to help fight Godzilla, but like I said, apparently that got such a bad reception that they cut it from for the Japanese version, only kept it in the American dub. Interesting. Yeah. Shin had Americans. Bombing and firing at Japan. Yeah. Yeah, Shin was 2016, so 17, 18, 19. Yeah, four years now. So you're, you're close. It's really recent. Only King, only King of the Monsters and the Anime Trilogy are more recent. And I guess that's Raids again. Do you guys have any closing thoughts? Um, Godzilla Raids Again is a movie. If you're a Godzilla fan, check it out. You might like it. If you aren't a Godzilla fan, um, you probably fall asleep. So if you want someone to turn on, (laughs) yeah, I feel like (laughs) if you're a Godzilla fan, but like if you're just casual, like. There's like probably I guess many other better picks than this to watch. Yes, many. Yeah, there's, oh, there's a lot better show than Godzilla. Such as to plug our next episode, King Kong vs. Godzilla, which we will be covering next time. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, everyone, that was it. Till next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. See you around.